0: This week on the show, I have such awesome guests that share such phenomenal truths and are going to speak to us deeply from their hearts and from the purpose of passion and faith and hope and goodness, bringing that all to the world. So welcome to Voice of Change with myself, Lauren Jacobs. Settle in, settle down, tune in, stay put and be with me. You know, if it's load shedding, I pray that the show is going to be warming your heart today. And if not, and if you, you know not looking forward to the load shedding coming this evening, like I have, well, I pray that we will feel the inspiration that we will not even worry about what's happening out there. Because today on the show, I'm going to be celebrating Mandela Day a tiny little bit early. Yes, I know it's only next week, Monday, but I'm going to have the director of the Raya Tusana Foundation, Phineas Sebatsana, on the show with me. Now, the Raya Tusana Foundation is quite a phenomenal foundation working with the homeless on the streets of Musenberg with a big big focus on the women and the children who are living on the streets in our city. Now, you know, if you keep up with the newspapers, if you keep up with the news, you will see that the debate about homelessness continues. But the desire for, you know, the mayor and the government that's running Cape Town is to create safe spaces for the homeless. In our city, and to create safe spaces that can be places of help and hope for the homeless. And so the Raya Tusana Foundation comes alongside that and has that huge vision. And this week on Mandela Day, we're gonna be touching in just to hear what Phineas and his team are doing on Mandela Day. And uh, you know, like I said, it's tiny little bit earlier. Yes, it is on Monday, the 18th of July, and I know that it's a little bit early, but we're okay about that because we like to hear the news before the news is even out and that's what we're going to be doing on the show today and again what I want to say about Mandela Day I know some people feel a little bit uncomfortable about it they go well you know should we be celebrating this day should we be doing something good I think that there's always always a place for us doing good things and doing work in the community that God ordains for us to do and if we need a tiny little bit of an excuse to do it we can have those excuses and you know what it's not about kind of getting into someone else's life or you know commemorating them so much as it is about commemorating a vision and that vision is for hope for our you know, for our nation and for us doing good things within our community. Also on the show today, I am welcoming Miss South Africa finalist, Tamsin Jack. Now, Tamsin is going to be joining me to actually talk very openly and honestly about her desire to impact young girls' lives. And it is all about her vision today on the show, not so much about her journey with Miss South Africa and all those ins and outs that sometimes we do want to know, but it's really about Tamsin's heart today and that is why she joined me on voice of change and such a privilege and honor to have both her and Phineas with me on the show today two phenomenal human beings doing incredible work in the community and those are my kind of people I love that and so I know that you do too so you're going to stay with me today I know you will we're going to have a great time and Tamsin is with me first and then later on the show Phineas joining me to talk all about homelessness so stick around enjoy some music and Tamson is with me after this Tamsin, it is really so great to have you with me today. It's great to see you again after quite a while that I haven't seen you. And before we get into everything we're going to be touching on on the show today and getting into our radio episode, I want to know how you're doing. How have you been this week? How has your journey been? How are you feeling all together?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's really such an honor. You're someone I have looked up to for a number of years now. So it feels oh. so surreal to be <laughs> you um how am i feeling i think my brain is just 110 percent on miss south africa at the moment So i think it's actually annoying to the people close to me because it's all i want to talk about it's all i'm interested in at the moment um it was obviously quite a rough uh two and a half weeks that we spent with the organization when we were all as top 30 and then top 10 in johannesburg um you know, we wake up in the morning at four, sometimes four o'clock in the morning, and we only oh. get back to our hotel rooms at 10 p.m. So we were so tired and drained. Mm. And we've had a month at home. So mm. we need to be back in Johannesburg on the 1st of August. So I'm really just using this time to center to myself, come back to my why, because um, I think it's easy to just get caught up in, all of these other things is so many mm. things demand more attention. And, you know, if you start to lose yourself in that, you are going to lose the competition as well and not get as much out of it. So, yeah, I'm just focusing on, I suppose, just centering myself and mm. staying calm and coming up with a game plan and executing against
0: it. Mm. I love that you said, you know, coming back to your why, coming back yeah. to – to really your heart as to why you entered, why you did this, you know, why you're on this journey and what this means for the future as well, I'm sure. And I think, like you said, it must be so interesting. Like everyone around you, you're like, hey, let's talk about Miss South Africa and they're like, Tamsin, come on, we're not doing this again.
1: <laughs> well, my favorite is I love to watch previous uh, editions of Miss South Africa on YouTube before I fall asleep ah. at night. Wow. <laughs> I'm very invested at the moment.
0: That is really That's cool. And then in between that, a little bit of uh miscongeniality, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, it's...
1: Sorry, Lauren. Sorry.
0: About, I, um, yeah.
1: I am definitely the most clumsy person out of the top 10. And I think maybe the clumsiest contestant they've ever had. I What? I've face planted. I was trying on my final evening gown and I literally fell through the stage and it's all on camera. What? And besides, yeah. And then besides that, we were filming our TV commercials and I literally walked straight into a pole. Um, they'd, make, they'd made like a little tent type of setup out of metal and the whole thing was like shaking. <laughs> and like my whole face, <laughs> we had so much metal on, it was just stuck to the pole. Like you could literally see wow. in my eyes. My- for it and everything was so yeah I'm definitely the comes yes yeah you
0: know, that is that is it's uh it's it's uh it, it's kind of humorous Tamsin but it's also it's also just um why I I think that you're just so real so relatable I think so many people can just be like that is actually me you know that is me as well I also feel like that and that that is so it's actually a it's it's kind of a power It's kind of really is a power. And speaking of power, I know that your heart and I know this for many years has, has been for women and girls for the empowerment of girls as well. And, you know, people, women in the community, and that was really at the heart of your why at the heart of why you wanted to walk this journey. Tell us a bit about that. Tell us what is really sitting at the essence of your heart, because when something's in your heart like this I feel that it's more than just in the present it's also something that propels you into the future regardless of what that future looks like and I'd love to know more about you know your passion for women and girls and and their empowerment and it's so needed especially in South Africa.
1: Yes yeah so I think um, myself as a young woman I went through a lot of challenges um, especially with my mental health and just finding my confidence and like who I wanted to be and where I fit into the world and so I think my passion for young girls specifically stems from really being able to relate to the struggles that they go through Mm -hmm. and because I've walked that path I just have such a um, heart to you know (laughs) lend advice or to to tell them you know I've I've been there, I've been through something similar and and this is how I overcame it. And just mm-hmm. sharing that message with them. Um, yeah, you know, I just have such a desire to do that. And um, I think we also, one place where it started was I was part of a group called the False Bay Tract Club in Somerset West. Mm-hmm. And I was part of them for about three years and I was the youngest person there. So Rotaract is a group like a it's almost like a youth group but it's from age 18 to 30 and it's just people that go out and serve in the local communities over weekends Mm -hmm. and so that was my friendship group and that's how you know we spend time together and it was just incredible to be part of that where you know um the motto was service above self and that's that's also something I've adopted in my essay journey is um you'll see my tv commercial soon but you know service above self is something I try to emulate every single day. Um, But we would go out into the local communities and the schools and spend time with the kids. We would, we built a mobile library for them. Um, We'd really, we'd really spend a lot of quality time with the kids and I got to see, you know, what life is like in, you know, growing up in a place like a township, which is so different to how I grew up and just how the mentality and the mindset is quite different. Um, Mm. And just some of the challenges that the young girls face there. And I really just felt like, you know, God is calling me to this specifically. Like, this is a place where I need to be and get my hands dirty and really make a difference. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think it's been a number of years of really just praying and asking God to... help me take everything that he's given me, like all of my talents, all of the opportunities, the resources and the experiences I've been through and shape it and mold it and use it to serve women in my country, young women specifically.
0: Mm. Wow. I love that. And I know you also touched on the fact that this is, you know, really just been a place of prayer as well saying, you know, God use all of these talents, use everything that I am. And I think that that is so beautiful why did you feel that this was the year that you were going to do Miss SA? I know that it's been something that actually has been a place of prayer, probably for you for you for quite a long time. Did you feel that this year was specifically the year when you were kind of released into saying, yes, I can do this now. And, and uh, you, you are engaged. You got engaged a few months ago, if I remember correctly. So was this like this pinnacle moment of going, actually, now's the point. Now's the time.
1: So yeah, it's been, I think since Demi Linal Peters won Miss South Africa and went on to win Miss Universe, I really the Miss South Africa platform started standing out more and more to me. I was just noticing it because before that I really didn't think I would ever do something like that. Um, especially mm. like a beauty pageant. I just didn't understand why it was relevant. Mm. And um yeah, so since then I've been praying about it and really asking God, you know, is Miss South Africa supposed to be something that it, that's part of my life story and my life journey, or is it just something I want to do selfishly for myself? And I didn't have clarity around that. I couldn't really figure it out. And then I think it was last year at Miss South Africa, one of the, or she was actually the presenter, Anele. Mm-hmm. She got my mom, she pulled me aside. She's like, why are you not on that stage? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I don't know, actually, yeah, <laughs> um, and so I think it was just a combination of a couple of things, so firstly, just believing in myself, believing that I am ready, and I can add a lot of value to the organization and to the platform and to South Africa, mm-hmm. um whereas previous years, I didn't have that self belief um secondly. Yes, I am engaged and I am ready for that next phase of, to start that next phase of my life. Like I want a family I'm, I want to get married and I want to have a wedding. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, that and yeah, I don't know. I think it's also just divine timing. It's like all these mm. little things come together and mm. it just made sense to enter this year.
0: Hmm. I love that as well, that you're sharing that with us, like what propelled you forward on this journey. And you mentioned something that I actually do want to touch on because some people have spoken about this and it's some people have raised the question of what is the relevance of a beauty pageant? Like there was something that, that you also shared now. And some women do feel that way because they'll say, well, I don't look a certain way. Or I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so tall. Or I don't, I'm not, you know, so they feel like that world isn't created for them. And then they kind of feel like, well, then where is my place? Or maybe I am left out. And I also have this heart for women, but is there a place? Wh- where is my place? And I'd love to know, I know, you know, of course, there's also the feminist, you know, side where there's that conversation. And we we hear these yeah. different conversations Absolutely. as well. And you touched on this, the relevance. Does this, does it have relevance? What, it, what would your kind of message be to women who maybe don't feel like maybe a beauty pageant is for them, or maybe they, they're trying to figure out what is the relevance of it. Maybe it's not relevant for me, but it's relevant for others. But how do I fit this in? If I think about empowerment of women, I know this is probably a pretty big question. I feel like I'm asking you a really big question, but it is kind of yeah. a conversation that I've heard so much among women. Uh, it's important. And I'd love to to kind of hear your heart on that.
1: Yeah. So um, I was in the same boat. I was like, you know, I'm not about to go stand on a stage and have someone, tell me I'm not good enough Hmm. in the perspective and uh, choose somebody else over me that's like was never going to happen why would you put yourself in that situation um but I think pageantry has also really evolved especially the Miss South Africa organization Hmm. um it's not about who is the most beautiful woman Hmm. it's not about that at all it's more like who is a holistic, well-rounded person, who's a strong leader and who's going to make the most impact with this platform. Mm. And um, I think the fact that there's been so many inspiring women that have won the title and gone on to inspire so many young women Mm. speaks to the fact that it is relevant. And um, I think it was Vanev that actually said to us once that pageantry is going to remain relevant as long as there is women who want to compete in it and Mm. i can really speak to um you know this being my first beauty pageant i've ever entered Mm. and you know i'm learning and growing so much throughout this journey lauren like Mm. even at top 30 judging i was standing there and i was like well i don't deserve to be i don't deserve to be here i don't deserve Mm. to progress to the next round and just from from that time till now, like how much self-belief I've developed and, you know, my speaking Mm. skills and the way I interact with other people, uh, I've really grown in so many ways. And I think that is what pageantry does to you. It forces you to do a lot of self-reflection because you have to know who you are, what you stand for, first of all. Mm. Uh, Secondly, you know, we each of us in the top 10 have something that we're really passionate about and all of us have a serving heart. We want to give back in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, pageantry is really just a, a great way for self-development. Mm-hmm. And I think specifically the Miss South Africa organization, to me, it's just a phenomenal platform. Like mm-hmm. for any anyone, biggest leadership platform for young women in our country. And um, I can really, yeah, I mean, my influence from the day I hit the post button on my Mm. entry video till now, how many opportunities and networking opportunities and people have come into my life just because of the Miss South Africa brand being attached to my personal brand Mm. has been incredible. And once you miss South Africa, you know, that just skyrockets completely.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so even being in this place and even being part of this, your life has actually changed somewhat in, in, in quite big ways, which is, which is phenomenal to hear. And I remember, you know, one of the interviews that I've actually done on my show that's impacted me the most. And this is, I think my third or fourth year doing this is an interview I did with Shudu and we spoke yeah. about her book, uh, Shudu finds her magic. And I, just speaking to her and spending time with her, uh, it was. She was. She is such a heart person. You know, she spoke from a depth of this love and this desire to help children with mental health and how important this is. And that was her conviction the whole time. It wasn't about, you know, like you said, oh, being the most beautiful, being the most flamboyant in the room. It was, this is my heart. This is my passion. uh, This is what I want to see. This is the change that I really do feel I can create. And that was at the heart of everything that she was sharing and saying. And, you know, it's so incredible because it is true. Like you're saying, women enter because there is a deeper conviction. There is a deeper why. There's a deeper purpose. And there is actually a question that came through here that I'm going to ask you. And someone asked, how will you help women exactly? You know, you personally, that is your passion as well. Mm -hmm. How do you feel you will help women or young girls exactly? Do you have kind of an idea of what you want to be bringing to their lives or how you would do this?
1: Yes, I do. So, um, I mean, I'm obviously passionate about many facets, but I just had to think about how am I going to practically tackle this? Because I feel like, you know, sometimes we spread ourselves too thin and then our impact isn't as great as we wish it was. Mm. Um, So I want to focus specifically on girls aged 13 to 18. So kind of in that teenage Mm. years, just before adulthood, and I want to bring entrepreneurial courses into underprivileged areas in high schools for young girls specifically. And my goal with this is basically just to expand their mindset because, you know, school teaches you certain things, but there's a lot of yeah. life that is not taught at school. You know, it mm-hmm. comes from outside influences. So I, I want like, thriving female entrepreneurs to stand in front of a class of girls and be like, you know, I was in your position and Mm. this is what I've done with my life and just inspire them that, you know, your life doesn't have to follow a certain trajectory where, you know, this happens and then this happens and this happens. Um, You get to choose and you get to define what your future is going to look like. Mm. Um, So my main goal is just to like inspire them to explore entrepreneurship and with that leadership as well because it does take a strong leader to also be an entrepreneur and I'm yeah. sure you yeah you'll know all about that um and what I want to do basically is so I've collaborated with a company called Her Business Class mm-hmm. and they have like an online course for aspiring entrepreneurs and current small business owners and it teaches women, the A to Zs of how to start and run a successful business online in South Africa in today's world digitally. Wow. So, you know, it's industry experts, all female industry experts that have had success stories in South Africa, specifically sharing their stories, what they've done, what has brought success um, to them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those women have volunteered their time to come up with a course and deliver the course to these young girls and underprivileged communities wow. in South Africa, um, and I just think it, there's there's so much meaning in a woman standing in front of you and being like, mm. "I've done it," you know, instead of just empty words. So yeah, I, I'm calling it Mentorship Matters, which is my co- campaign. And if okay. I were to win, topic, I would love to, you know, take those workshops all over South Africa. Um, and even if I don't win, I think it's just going to take me a little bit longer to to get the support and the influence to be mm-hmm. able to do something like that in South Africa.
0: That is super cool. I love it, Tamsin. I really love it. And I remember back in, I can't even remember when it was, it sounds like a long time ago, but I think it was 2011 when I really wanted to be a journalist and I really want to start writing. I had nobody that could help me. Like, obviously I had a degree already, but I had no mentors. I had no no woman that, and, and there was some woman. you know, the publishing world is a very hard world. And I had some woman that I reached out to, but they're really not interested in me because it's like, oh, you know, who are you? You know, you're not even anything. Like, we're not going to waste our time. We're super busy. And it is so crazy how today, obviously, I, there's a lot of things that I had to learn on my own and it was difficult and i think yes. that that this what you're talking about mentorship it it really does matter it it is huge and we always say if you can see it you can be it so, representation is massive, so, as a young girl, if you can see another a woman who has created something for herself or is an entrepreneur or is you know even a award winning journalist or someone that has made it in a field that is a little bit different as well, especially, then you can say, "Well, she can do it, then I can do it, and I think it's such a powerful campaign, and I wish you all the best with it as well." you know, like you said, whether you win or whether you don't win, you you can still do something like this. And again, there might be networks that you now have and things that you might be doing. And, you know, Tamsin, from my side, it has just been such a privilege to be with you today. And I just kind of wish I could just you know, kind of give you this huge hug and just pray God's hugest blessings over you for whatever his will is for your life, however this journey is going to unfold and all the strength that you need physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, that you will just yeah. have it. What is your next step? What is What do you have to do next?
1: Right. So I'm part of the Miss South Africa top 10 and we are all going back to Johannesburg in August. The final is on the 13th of August where they will crown and you miss South Africa, mm. and beyond that, the plans that I have, I have a TED talk
0: actually in September,
1: yes. in September. I'm yes. so excited, about it and you are going to have to help me.
0: <laughs> I will. But
1: yes, please. So I have the TED talk planned, and then other than that, I mean, I am a business owner. Um, I'm own my own digital marketing agency Peak Digital mm-hmm. and then I'm also director of a luxury property agency so I have a lot of career things going on that are a little bit on the back burner at the moment but I'm excited to you know use my new network and my influence to really grow that and through that also employ you know young girls and mentor mm-hmm. them myself so really just um you know, just living and breathing what my purpose is. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. And that's so powerful. Living and breathing what your purpose is. You know, Tamsin, there's so many questions that have come through on on Instagram as well that we're not going to get time for today, but I know that some of them you've actually already answered on other interviews and things that you've done, but I really look forward to catching up with you again, maybe later on in the year to hear what's happening. And we definitely, like I said, definitely praying, keeping you in prayer and in our thoughts over here on this side, you know, for your next journey and the next month is going to be probably quite hectic for you. but be thinking of you. And thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It's been so cool.
1: Thank you, Laura. And I appreciate it so much.
0: And yes, it's so great to have you with me today. I know that you have got quite an exciting week ahead of you and very, very exciting as you're doing something very important for Mandela Day. But before we get into that, it's lovely to have you on the show. I know that you were with me about three years ago, almost exactly. So great to have yeah. you back and hope that you are actually having a great day. And yeah, looking forward to everything that's laying ahead.
2: Sweet. Um, I mean, thank you for having me. Um, So it's a pleasure having these conversations with you. So thank you so much.
0: Now, tell us a bit, obviously you are the director of the Raya Tusana Foundation for the listeners who don't know. I was obviously introducing you and telling them that this is the wonderful work that you do. But for those who maybe have just joined us and don't have that background context, tell us a bit about your vision, what God has really laid on your heart and, and how you are stewarding this through the foundation and, you know, how it's going, actually.
2: Um, so, Originally, Ria Tisana, um, which means we help each other, uh, was out of the lockdown mm. where a lot of homeless people were stranded and they were seeking for help for a place of refuge. And then we adopted about 10 ladies and we lived with them for three months mm. uh, to four months um, at Church of Holy Spirit and with an exit plan of reuniting uh, them with their families and helping them get jobs and stuff like that. And we managed to do that by the grace of God. Um, out of the 10, only two uh, went back to the street because of drug addiction. Uh, but we're still journey with them while they're still on the street in mm-hmm. um So that's kind of like the history of the organization. And our heart is basically to provide a place of refuge for, for women who are homeless and who are abused. But at the same time, we are also leaning towards, you know, providing a safe space for, you know, mothers and children Mm. because we see such a huge need for that. So, so yeah, right now we're just basically looking for a safe house that we can use to rehabilitate, upskill, and basically, you know, help women heal and restore them, you know, and, and basically become, you know, great members of the society. So that's kind of like our heart and our goal at the moment.
0: Mm. and that's so important because when we talk about uh, you know safe spaces when we talk about what we have originally called for many years shelters you know it's important for women to be able to feel safe that's why we want to call it safe spaces that's why we're changing it to feel safe there's so much talk about you know We wanna go to a safe space, we wanna go to somewhere, but we also want our children to be with us as well. And that Mm -hmm. is also very important because often for a lot of different reasons, shelters and spaces, you know, often do separate couples, of course, there's uh, sometimes separation of families. And there's many reasons why this happens. But have you found that it can often be a bit of a hindrance to why people don't go to shelters as well? You know, you often get couples who end up on the street together, they go to a, a shelter, they cannot be together, sometimes families cannot be together. So it kind of forces them into a situation where they themselves make that decision to not yeah. go to a shelter, and is that part of of you know what we have to look at and what we have to address going forward? How to keep people together?
2: Yeah, I think for me is I think the only way to restore communities is that we need to restore families. You know, mm-hmm. um, relationships are very important when it comes to helping people heal. Um, I tell people that you know homeless people need a community, they need friendships, they need relationships. You know they're like seeds who need a fertile ground for them to grow and heal, mm-hmm. and I believe that relationships um 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 that are healthy that are good can help them heal from their trauma can help them heal from their addiction mm-hmm. uh so when we separate people from their loved ones, it's more like taking you know the seed out of the ground and expecting it to bear fruit, it will not bear fruit so we believe in restoring families, you know, and and we believe that if we can restore the family, we can restore the community. Mm. Um, And that's our heart behind, you know, finding something holistic that help, you know, the husband or the boyfriend and the girlfriend or the wife altogether and the children. Um, So there has to be, we we, we have to be holistic if we really want to change our communities. So Mm. as much as we are helping women, our heart is leaning towards women and children we also you know trying to help as many men as possible um we also work in posmo mm-hmm. where we connect with some of the people who are in prison and when they get out of prison we're trying to point them to the right direction and say hey if you want to change your life this is the organization that you can be part of so that you don't go back to the same community that broke you mm-hmm. so as much as we reaching out to women and children we also want to reach out to men because i think you know, men play a very important role in terms of restoring communities. You know, we live in a country that fatherlessness is a very huge problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think, I think for us, we need to be holistic in terms of helping people and, and, and we trying to find different ways to do that. So definitely I, I believe that homeless people deserve to be in relationship as much as me and you are, mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't think we should discriminate and say no, we can only help you if you are single.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: We, we need to help the whole family, you know. Mm. And we if we cannot help the whole family, we need to refer them to places where they can get help. Now I understand the codependency of, of yeah. all of that, you know, but but we need to find a, a holistic way, you know, to to help both people heal and then bring them all together mm. um, and, and restore them.
0: Speaking about family, I'm thinking as you're speaking about family, a lot of times you will hear people say, well, why don't homeless people just go back to their families? You know, if they say they are on the street and then, oh, they have family, surely they must be able to go back to their family. And you hear that quite often. You know, maybe they have a granny or an auntie or maybe even if their parents are not around anymore, there must be some home for them. But that sounds quite complicated, isn't it? it, That doesn't seem quite straightforward.
2: No, it's very complicated. What people don't understand is ways home. You know, um, mm. um, like, like I said, people need a safe space to heal. Mm. You cannot heal in, from the same environment that made you sick, mm. you know. So for me, a lot of people who leave their homes, they leave their homes because they have been abused, because they don't feel at home anymore, because they've been raped. And they, mm. that's why they run away from those places. You know, so, so, and, and recently we 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 reunited some of the, one of the ladies uh, with, his, with, with, with her family. Mm-hmm. And after a week, she went back to the street and we were like, why did you come back? And then she felt like, and then she said, I don't feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel safe there. Uh, that mm-hmm. place is a trigger. And then the more we dig, the more we realize that actually the reason why she ended up on the street is because she was abused. Mm. And we think if reuniting her with her family will help her heal. No, <laughs> yeah. it became a place that triggered her. And now she feels she would rather be on the street than to be with the people, you know, who abused. Her. And also to go back home when you don't have a job mm. is also a burden, you know, because a lot of families, they expect you to provide for the family or to put something on the table. And if you don't put something on the table, then you become a burden and then they kick you out. Unfortunately, that's the reality that we yeah. witness all the time when we do feminine interventions, is that people are unemployed. And if you are not, if, if you are not able to put something on the table, it's, it's very hard to be accepted. You're mm-hmm. only accepted with conditions that you provide something. And if mm-hmm. you are not able to do that, that's why a lot of people end up committing crime because of that pressure
0: yeah.
2: of being able to provide.
0: Hmm. You know, this is something that I hear quite a lot of, and not only of people, you know, not from people actually who are homeless or living on the street, but people in our everyday lives who are saying, you know, I have so much pressure on me to, to put something on the table. I have a lot of pressure, you know, I've just got divorced and moved back in with my family, but they're already asking me, what am I bringing to the table? You know, even though I'm going through this traumatic reality it is something that is facing people. And for, you know, I think it's something that we've got to wrap our minds around and think about, think about all of these realities as well. Now, I know, that you have got something special planned for Mandela day. Now, as I said, at the beginning of the show, you know, we're not saying, Hey, we, we, we celebrating Mandela, you know, for everything that he was and all the good things that he did. We're saying that, you know, using these days are, is important. It's important to get out there and do good things. It's important there to, to, you know, be in, involved in the community and, even if we have to use days like this as an excuse to do something great, then we need to do yeah. that, you know, because it mobilizes the community. And I know that you and your team have got some important things coming up. So tell us a bit about what you are going to be doing over the weekend and on Mandela Day, which is on Monday.
2: So basically on Mandela Day, we planning to do a sleep out. Um, we have partnered with Shelter Suits Foundation, which is an organization that makes uh, sleeping bags, shelter bags, you know, for people who are sleeping, uh, who are homeless. And Mm -hmm. um, those bags are also made by people who were previously homeless, um, who have went through unemployment and who have struggled with a lot of things in their lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, the organization is basically trying to provide opportunities for the marginalized in terms of job creation and school development. But also they're trying to create something that keeps people on the street warm, which is the homeless people. Mm -hmm. So every year they donate bags, Uh, to Realtree Center Foundation, to distribute in Cape Town for people who are homeless. Um, Especially, I mean, right now people say, you know, why don't those people go to shelter? Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, you know, and unemployment in this country, the number of people who are homeless has doubled. You know, there's more homeless people on the street than there are beds in shelters. Mm, (laughs) And if you are disabled and if you are old and if you have a mental problem, you're not probably going to go into a shelter because they don't have the services to help people like that. So mm. we try to get shelter bags for those specific people, you know, mm. to make sure that at least they are warm during this winter. Um, so we, we we do the sleep out. Um, and the sleep out is basically all about making people relate because we believe that if people can relate, they can connect and they can do something. A lot of people don't understand homelessness. Uh, but a sleep out is a way of, hey, you know, you are so blessed, you are so privileged, you know, and you can do something to be a blessing to your community. So we sleep in the evening in a safe environment, and then the following day we give that back to the people who are homeless uh, with their voucher from U10. Mm-hmm. Uh, that requires them to the service centre where they get food and clothes and also counselling, and then they get into uh, the u programme where they can be rehabilitated you know, so they can be upskilled so that they get off the street. So it's not it's not a handout. It's more like finding a bridge, you know, between us and the homeless people, and giving them something that leads them to 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 help. Mm. Um, so we're doing that um, as a community with a couple of friends, uh, some of the board members from Red the recent organization that will be sleeping out as well. Mm. And a huge part of us sleeping out is basically to raise also funds for the organization and to raise awareness about homelessness in Cape Town and also to mobilize the community to say, hey, this is not the government's problem. This is not the church's problem. This is everybody's problem. As long as you can see somebody sleeping on the street, you do have a responsibility to to do something about it, but Mm -hmm. find a a holistic way to do something about it. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, find a way you can give them a hand up, find a way that you can connect with them, find a way that you can befriend them, build a relationship with them and refer them to places where they can get help. So we're going to be sleeping out, uh, definitely not on the street because we want everybody to be <laughs> safe. Um, yes. um, um, and 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 then they'll be giving those bags to their friends who are on the street and then refer them to the UTA service centers and follow up on their progress, mm. you know, in terms of where they are, you know. So... The goal Mm -hmm. is to raise awareness, um, you know, to raise awareness, to raise funds for the organization, for the mobile truck that we're trying to get so that we can go to different hospitals in Cape Town and -hmm. build relationship with the homeless community. Mm -hmm. And the reason we want to do that is that a lot of people call the law enforcement on homeless people. And Mm -hmm. we want to be like, hey, rather than calling law enforcement, how about you call social workers? How about you call Mm -hmm. us? Mm -hmm. so that we can intervene because we don't think law enforcement is the answer to homelessness. We think caring interventions, you know, psychosocial support is the way when it comes to dealing with people who are traumatized, who have drug addiction, who have mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement is not the answer. I think we need to find a caring way, you know, um, uh, as the city, to engage with homeless people and understand that they don't choose to be there. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, we all go through life and not all of us have the privilege to go to counseling, you know, to deal with our yeah. mental health problems.
0: Mm. You know, earlier on, uh, I was speaking to my husband who lived ho- as a homeless person for a whole year, way before we met for the listeners that don't know and he said to me that you know when he got off the street uh, this was like 20 years ago but when he got off the street he went to a rehabilitation center because he knew you know he landed on the street because of drugs and he said the rehab took one look at him and didn't want to let him in because he looked so bad so they took him to a shelter and dropped him off at the shelter but the shelter took one look at him and said that they didn't want him there either because he looked so Mm -hmm. bad and thought he was going to be a threat to the other people so they took him back to the rehab and dropped him off there and then the we had dropped him back over the shelter and so he said yeah. he was dropped off at all these places and eventually he was just so overwhelmed he was like no one wants to help me um mm-hmm. and 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 finally got to this point where I feel like I need help you know and it was and and just hearing his story and hearing that again and going exactly that there needs to be a caring way and and there needs to be understanding of homelessness there needs to be understanding of the reasons why people end up on the street and the different realities that are being faced now I want to say you know I know that like you said this amazing sleep out that you're going to be having on Monday now if people want to know more or they want to this is also about fundraising if they want to partner or or, you know say yes I want to give funds there are needs that you guys have how can they do that is it better to connect social media give us everything that you have so that people know how to get in touch
2: so basically we we the great thing we are having an event um on saturday mm-hmm. uh, before the e where we'll be launching the website of the atrisana foundation um so we have a website right now uh it is um, org. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to follow us on, um, what Instagram is Reatuisana, Um, and then I think Facebook is Reatuisana foundation,
0: mm-hmm. or you
2: can basically just follow me on my social media platforms, Phineas and then you will see all the texts, uh, of the organization and what we're doing, because I'm a storyteller. I share a lot of, uh, what we're doing in the organization. And also I think the last thing would be just sharing my contacts with you. Um, Mm -hmm. It is 063-936-7926. Or you can email uh, me at PT, which is P for Phineas, T for Thomas, dot Sebajani, which is S-E-B-A-T-J-A-A-N-E at gmail.com. And we can connect with you. We can have a conversation because I also believe that this is not but our organization is more about how can we collaborate labor together? How can we partner with you in your own community mm-hmm. to find a holistic way to help people on the street? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'd like to partner with everybody who really has a heart for the people who are living on the street, especially churches. If you'd like mm-hmm. to invite us to your church to come and share our heart, mm-hmm. uh, not really our heart, but God's heart for the marginalized and how you can intervene you know, uh, uh, please connect with us and let's see what we can do.
0: Mm, I love that. Please, everybody who's out there who's listening, get in touch. And that's Rea Tusana. If you want to visit the website or find the organization on social media, it is REA and then T-H-U-S-A-N-A. And it's raretosana.org or raretosana on Instagram or Facebook. So Phineas, I want to say thank you so much for being here with me today. And I really want to wish you and your team All the best. May God just richly bless you. I know that you're doing incredible work and sometimes it's really exhausting. So may he just continue to fill you and bless you and keep you and make his amazing face to shine upon you. And all the best for the launch of the website on Saturday and also the sleep out on Monday, which is going to be, I'm sure, a lot of fun and uh, some laughs. And I really hope that is going to be really, really great. So thank you so much for being here and take care.
2: Sweet. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Take care.
0: It's so incredible. I know that, you know, life feels heavy sometimes. I know that many of us are in the trenches. And I also know that as South Africans, we're looking at our country, we've seen so many things that's very, very hard to deal with. We've seen, you know, what's happening with the load shedding, what's happening with corruption. We've seen so many, you know, social evils that we see on our streets, in our cities, uh, in our schools, in our homes. Sometimes it seems very very overwhelming but I'm really really grateful for people like Phineas and Tamsin who Have a passion and also have vision and a vision to use their platforms, a vision to use the work of their hands, of their minds, of their communities, of their teams, of their resources to make a change in this beautiful country that so many of us love, that many of us are fighting for, that many of us are are praying for and interceding for, that many of us are still hoping the change will come. We are standing in that place and we are hoping that. God is going to move in our cities and God is going to move in our country and I really want to encourage all of our hearts that while we see such heaviness sometimes in our country that we will continue to move forward with passion and purpose. We believe as Christians that God can that he is in the business of doing things that he hasn't stopped working he's still in control he's still doing it and he just also wants to use us me and you and Phineas and Tamsin and every single South African here to bring a change to this country that we love so today while we are listening here to voice of change I pray that God will stir our hearts and show us where the needs are show us where There is a need today and where God has prepared us and given us something to, you know, meet that need. And what we have is often not maybe a big platform like Miss SA or a foundation like Rhea Tusana, but it is sometimes just who we are. The love that we have, the compassion we have for others. Maybe it's not even our resources that we have, but it's just who we are. And we bring something of heaven to other people, something of God's goodness. When we rise up and say, God, here I am. How do you want me to meet the need? of those around me may we do it with passion with purpose and responsibly as well knowing how to make great changes in this country I pray today that we will never give up and that we will not stop I know that there are so many things that we see but we can make a difference I believe that because you know what the Bible also tells us that with mankind with human beings with people it is impossible but with God all things are possible may you see the impossible become possible today in your life and for your loved ones it's been so great to be with you here on k pulpit until next week take care and blessing this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za